Welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast, where we explore popular practices, songs, and ideas in the modern church world in the light of Sola Scriptura and Tota Scriptura. I'm Cody Fields, president of Westminster Effects. You can buy stuff at westminstereffects.com and join the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. You can support the show at anchor.fm. Even a dollar a month helps. We appreciate it. You can subscribe and comment Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. The right reverend Bradley Cox, pastor of Resurrection Church in Greer, South Carolina, is not with us today. He's out of town uh, on his annual, hey, I just preached through Easter and I'm going to take a break <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> but for the first time in however long it's been. It's been three weeks. Hey, everybody. John Ross here, Westminster Effects artist, Augsburgian Christian, a little bit of a hypocrite. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, from Lincoln, <laughs> Nebraska. How are you? A hip, how are you a hypocrite? Oh man, you know it's it, it's the Easter set lists is is what it is. So there uh, there was a Bethel music piece that made its uh, made its way into the set list for Easter. Oh yeah, you know I the the song worked really well for for what we were doing, and it, it was actually one that we we've, we've reviewed here on the show. It was "Ain't No Grave." Oh come on, man! Well, hold on. It, we we, we, <laughs> so we we rearranged it. We rearranged it so the messaging was was very clear. Uh, yes, that it was, and that it was the messaging was clear that we're not just like, hey, Jesus, since you were just a better version of us, I'm just going to walk right out of the grave. You know, you know, we right. we, re- we rearranged it because it was it was presented. Uh, it, well, we rearranged it in order to present it in a in a more uh, accurate light, uh, but and and that on top of it, and you, you're going to give me flag for this one too. Our whole uh, our whole Holy Week and, and Easter theme was graves in the gardens, uh, <laughs> and uh, but you know it worked really well. So uh, we introduced graves in the gardens. Um, I don't know if it was on Ash Wednesday or. No, it wasn't. It was it was one of the first Sundays in in Lent, um, and then we reintroduced it, um, or or we we did it again a, a number of weeks later, and then we brought it back as a as a full arrangement uh, on on Easter uh, for our confession absolution uh, song after the message, um, and yes, yeah, so for the first two times we did it, we we used kind of the bones of the morning to evening album version, which is which is more. Uh, which is a more stripped down sort of arrangement. And then we, and then we built it up for, for Easter. But um, when we closed good Friday, we chose a couple of arguably out of order verses from beautiful things uh, and ended beautiful things. And then went into uh, really an acapella version of just the first verse and chorus of ain't no grave. Mm. Uh, and did the uh, did the kind of a take on the typical Tenenbrae sort of uh, sort of thing, you know, where you would end with the closing. Like a lot of churches will end with the closing of of the Bible and the, the big bang, you know, is the closing of the tomb on Good Friday. That kind of audible uh, audible thing. Uh, we did that sonically with the song. Um, did have some low lying fog and stuff. It was it it, it was. It was aesthetically engaging. 
but mm. not to the point of a spectacle, I don't think. And then when we reopened on Easter, we reopened with the full version of Ain't No Grave, which our uh, one of our vocalists, Mackenzie Steiner, did a fantastic job at. Um, and uh, yeah, and that was that. And, you know, it, it worked really well. And, Good. You know, it, it creates that tension in me. Um, and, 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 you know, there's a lot of tension that's good. I don't know if this tension's good, uh, but <laughs> you know, we obviously know that Bethel is a train wreck, Bethel, right. Ryan, you know, and there is no doubt that if we play their songs, well, obviously we've, we've purchased some supplementary tracks from multitracks.com. So they get a cut there. You know, we have to report it on CCLI. So they get a couple bucks there. Um, but we've never really said the financial piece is really the, the core of it. The core of it is when someone comes mm-hmm. up and says, Hey, who, who, who did that song? Like somebody did at the end of Sunday. And I had to be very careful and, and, you know, kind of predicate that on, Hey, it's this church out in California, Bethel, Red- Bethel Redding. They, uh, they have good music for the most part, but, uh, they, they teach some damaging stuff. So, so be careful, like, like making it, you know, answering someone's question, but having to make a disclaimer for the good of their eternal salvation and soul, right. You know, it's like at what point, you know, it is that, is that a challenge, but I will say it, it, it worked. Um, and then Mm -hmm. for the first time in two eleven history, um, that I'm aware of, uh, we ended or, or we played it all, but we specifically, we ended with Jesus Christ is risen today an arrangement by NCC worship. Um, nice. Our worship arts director and, and myself are, are lifelong Luther boys. And so, you know, growing up in, in traditional, uh, more traditional worship services and things, that was the anthem of our Easter, you know, usually played with brass and, and uh, just a big arrangement of it. And it was really cool to be able to uh, uh, speak to that personal tradition, um, and not only of ours, but of uh, undoubtedly people in the congregation by finishing Easter uh, with that hymn. And, uh, you know, you can't always say that you did a song better than the original recording artist. We totes did. <laughs> they, NCC squashed the recording of it. So, like, there's this really awesome guitar part that goes from a, a C over E into an F, and it's just, you know, it's just this really cool main hook. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they squashed it so much, it was hidden behind so much synth that you, know, you, you just couldn't hear it was there. Um, but when we played it, you know, those guitars were front and center, and it just perfect stuff. Shunked. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, our, I suppose Easter weekend, you could say. So Good Friday, um, our worship pastor, Stephen, kind of had basically most of this was his idea. And what he wanted was for it to feel almost awkward. Uh, like he really wanted everyone to feel that weight. And he even intentionally said, you know, it's, we're not celebrating Good Friday, we are observing Good Friday here. And so we did uh, we did movement three, which is Isaiah fifty three four through seven, mm-hmm. pretty pretty much just verbatim. Yep. Uh, and then we did the first verse and chorus of All Hail King Jesus, 
back into the chorus of movement three. And then uh, we, we observed the tradition that Jesus would have and with the Egyptian Hallel, like those were the hymns that Jesus would have sung during the Passover. So um, I actually read Psalm 113 mm-hmm. uh, and we read straight through Psalm 113 through 118 with no music behind it. No, nothing. It was just a person would walk up to the mic, you know, say what they were reading, read the sure. thing. And then this is the word of God for the people of God with the response. Thanks be to God after every one of them. And then um, after that, we played behold the lamb, uh, the communion song, the Gettys wrote, mm-hmm. took communion together. And then Bradley preached on uh, the atonement via Romans three. And then uh Stephen did uh, a song by himself that he wrote for Good Friday called Paid in Full, which you can actually hear on the Westminster Effects YouTube channel with a lyric video (laughs) Uh, because we had to get it on YouTube somehow. And it kind of leaves you leaves you hanging. Um, Like it's it's kind of a brutal song for church. Mm -hmm. It talks about how Jesus's lungs were caving in and stuff like that. (laughs) And the last line is the Lord of all was slain by death and there's some musical tension. And he, he, you know, he sings that line. It's like, thanks a lot for coming. Have a good night. And then that was it, (laughs) you know? And so it's, you know, the whole, uh, the whole scene of Jesus telling the disciples, Hey, you're one of you is going to betray me and the rest of you are going to scatter. You know, that would have been awkward. And then and then he's killed. Oh, crap. What do we do now? Now go leave feeling that way kind of thing. But then we get to Easter and we did it. We did outdoor services this year, uh, which was interesting in and of itself. But it actually went really well. Uh, but it's kind of become a tradition uh, for us the last, I guess, three years or so. Uh, to open our Easter service with death was arrested, Mm. um, which, which is just a fun song to play anyway. Um, And, and Bradley actually preached on revelation five with the fact that the lamb is worthy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Then is, yeah, well to end uh, Stephen and his wife, Kaylee did a, a medley of on use day. And he is worthy mm. back into Anu's day and then the doxology. Nice. So that was fun. Nice. So. Yeah. I, I watched the good Friday service. Yeah. It was fantastic. Thanks. And, you know, that, that bring that brings up something that I saw in the comment section when you posted, you know, in, in the lounge, you know, and I know you mentioned that it wasn't, uh, uh, that it wasn't as dark in person. As, uh, as it appeared on the stream and i'm like well sh- dude if that's dark and they're they're having a conniption man i like we were on a dark sanctuary like yeah. it's not complete it's not pitch but i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty dark and uh you know i, th- I think we've chatted about this before in in you know years years past and there mm-hmm. there is definitely something um, for people to be visible to one another. I mean, we're, we are not nearly that we're not movie theater dark, um, right? 
we are dim. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was interesting. Cause you know, I, I just take that for granted. It's been so long. I mean, even when I was growing up, the pat, the pastor would have the elders go up to the, the, the big old Rio stat on the wall and turn down the lights to the sanctuary. Like this was, an, this was an old church and it was just this big dial. I mean, mm-hmm. about, uh, just about the size of your, of your whole hand and you just grab it. and Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like in uh, in Star Wars: A New Hope, when Obi Wan's turning off the shield generator, you know, the, you know <laughs> it's just what what they do. And uh, so I just I I've always taken that for granted. But yeah, you should be able to see people. I, I think with within those bounds, you know, right, right, context, right. So are we gonna? I yeah. guess we just plow right into the main topic today. Right huh? into it. Do you want to introduce it or do you want me to? We've You're both talking. been we've both been canceled in this realm anyway. We are yeah. persona non grata. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. We can say whatever we want. And for, for those who have uh who have who have not seen, Gear Talk Praise and Worship has burned to the ground. Effectively, um, yes. Yeah. Well, it's it because it has been and it's been recreated because they were idiots and they changed their name and they can't change it for a month. And then of course there's like, oh, it's copyright. And like, who cares? It's Facebook. Right. Okay. Right. So my my whole my whole observation here is it and I've been I've been pretty intentional. Um so so for the uninitiated. What did sure. they change it to? Yeah, that's so, that's, that's, that's what I was getting at. Okay, okay. Is uh, it, yeah, what I was getting at was uh, I'm not going to say that I know you know everything about the situation here because I've been pretty intentional about Stan. Stan not as not as engaged with with Facebook uh, as of late, but right. Um, so Gear Talk PNW was renamed on April Fool's Day to. Gear Talk WAP. Now, in the banner image, they put. Uh, usually, I almost said what what everyone thinks it means. Um, in the <laughs> banner image, they put worship and praise rather than praise and worship, and it seems that that was a it was an intentional joke made by a number of the admins of that group. Um, reference to that was it Cardi B or something? Yeah. Yeah, that that Cardi B, uh, that monstrosity yeah. of the song that's been cel- even celebrated like as a number one song and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna tell you you know what it actually means because this we, is a, we take this, this is a no program. Res- we take zero responsibility for what happens if you Google that that song. Yep. Yep. If Covenant Eyes flags your browser, man, that's not our uh, that that's <laughs> not, that's not our cross to bear. Um. But yeah, so it went there, and then finally, people in the room, people that I had never even heard of before, um, were like, "This is not okay." Right? Like, I mean, it, it, let's let's give folks the benefit of the doubt here, and um, not, not the people who changed it, but um, like, there are people probably you, you know listen to the program or a member of the lounge who, who haven't been there to Gear Talk Praise and Worship. So, Gear Talk is a franchise, kind of. It's a brand owned by Lance Seymour, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, and it kind of went 
you know, balloon and got huge. And at one point, Gear Talk Praise and Worship was up to, geez, it was in the tens of thousands. It's about, it was, if it wasn't 30,000, it was high 29s. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this was a, this was a group where, I mean, we've seen this in other, in other Facebook groups um, that, that get large where, uh, there'll be, you know, an innocent question about, you know, changing, is it okay to change a lyric or, mm-hmm. um, you know, for instance saying, Hey, how do you deal with really wanting to sing a Bethel song, but knowing that you're going to have to talk about it with people or, yep. um, you know, of course the ever present is, uh, is this guitar good for worship? Yeah, it's fine. Um, there, I answered it for you. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be asked ever again. It's fine. Just, just freaking play the guitar. Um, and every time those questions would pop up, I mean, it would, it would just immediately decompose into this, this weird argument about art versus uh, versus content. And uh, the they would usually get shut down because there's so many people in these rooms that either either don't uh, don't subscribe to the gospel but are in it because they in some way or shape or form participate in the praise and worship genre at at a, a church probably hired gun or volunteer because they can't cut it anywhere else or or whatever. And that's not to say that, that praise and worship musicians are, are like the, the low standard. We are not. That was a knock against the other people who, who tend to pick uh, mm-hmm. fights uh, with those of us whose hearts and consciences are bound to scripture. Um, but anyways, it, yeah, a, a whole bunch of folks started calling out, you know, this is not okay. And then there was that, the, the whole thing is like, well, can't you have fun? Can't you be a Christian and have fun? I'm like, this that this is not what fun is like mm-hmm. th- this is th- there are no there's nothing that this activity and arguably activities of admins in the past that that meet the uh the tightest qualifications for leadership and i understand that that like that specifically talking about pastors and deacons i get that but at the same time, there's general guidelines, you know, for, for anybody who participates in leadership at church. And, you know, beyond reproach is probably that first one. And like, man, like if they wanted to keep that thing going and going strong, that was a dumb move. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different angles to approach this with where uh, and I, what I'm not saying is that we do a better job of running the Westminster effects doxology podcast lounge than anybody else. Uh, but the point, one of the big points of the podcast lounge is we are robustly Trinitarian. We, uh, we ascribe to salvation by grace alone. Now, if a non-Christian would like to participate in, in this, that's fine, but they won't be permitted uh, to attempt to spread a false gospel or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in in another group, um, and I haven't seen this particular person 
uh, active in a while and I'll leave everyone nameless. Uh, but he got to be fairly well known in that group. Uh, and he was a oneness Pentecostal. Oh yeah. And yep, so you're, yep. you're literally talking about denying a doctrine to the point where you're denying the gospel. Yep. Um, and, and that's a problem. I think, uh, where, where if you're going to say, no, we're just talking about guitar tones for worship. Well, worship of who, mm-hmm. <laughs> who are we worshiping? Um, is, is this the, the triune God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or it, was this an invention by Joseph Smith? Because there is a, di- there's an enormous difference. Sure. And, and if we can't, or are we talking about the false Jesus that Bethel puts out there, mm-hmm. the canonic went to hell, suffered for three days in hell, Jesus, right? That's a different Jesus than what we see in the Bible. So there's that. Uh, but there's also the revulsion that, that many of us felt, uh, obviously as a last straw for many, um, I think really comes down to the law of God written on people's hearts and to, to in the same sentence, associate the worship of the triune God with what Cardi B does with her nether regions mm-hmm. is a gross violation of taking the name of God in vain. You know, the third commandment is not simply uh, about OMG or GDs, right? It's, it's about taking the name of God flippantly. And that includes taking, yeah, taking and it includes taking that, which is God's. Yes. Yes. Uh, and that, in, that includes uh, flippantly joking about those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're told over and over again in scripture to fear God. That's not just respect. Yeah. It's not just reverence. It's when, when Isaiah comes face to face with what John 12 tells us is Jesus. Uh, he says, Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> like he understands he's a dead man. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, stop that, you know, we'll stop that piece real quick only because that's what makes the gospel. So, so groundbreaking. So exactly. Sweet, right. Is that God's wrath is, is real. Right, that he, that he is not to be trifled with, that he's not to be made light of, that 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 the Father has a fist of fury, and we are deserving of it. But in his heart of mercy, offered up his son. Yeah, yeah. Like that, how, how much better can it get? That is what praise and worship is. That and that's and, and so many so many in these groups. And I, and I don't mean this as a personal slight to them, but so many of them, their soteriology comes down to making a, making an emotional appeal, so that someone will make a a free will decision to follow Jesus. Yeah. To follow Jesus. Note, it's not place your faith in the finished work of Jesus. It's to follow Jesus. There's a difference there too, because you're still you're still relying on doing. One, you have to decide. And then two, you have to decide to do, which I'm not saying they're heretics for saying that, 
but I think there's at least an incompleteness and an inconsistency mm-hmm. that leads to so much of the nonsense that that goes on. Everything is theological, and everything theological connects to everything else that's theological. How you see God affects how you see the gospel. Well, how you see the gospel affects how you see life. Exactly. You know, it was uh, it was probably the week prior. There was another post that really just that really started to explode. And there's an individual who who is now actually a member of the of the podcast lounge. Uh, hey, who, who posted a uh, who posted a quote? Um, and I don't remember. I don't remember who it was by. It, it was it was by one of the. It, it it was by one of the contemporary fathers, I think, and it was essentially. Um, Oh geez, what what is it? I'm sure that post is is long gone by now, um, but it was it was just a picture, and it was uh, you know it was essentially saying is that you know you should be a theologian first and a musician second, and man, people got their britches in a twist over that one, um, and you know to the point where like people would bring up you know the everyone's a theologian uh, uh, kind of thing. And that gets shot down as like theology, you know, theology doesn't matter. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> what, do, what do you think theology is? Right. And, I mean, and so often I think theology is conflated with scholasticism. Yes. And, and it, 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 I think it, it absolutely, it absolutely is. But in some way, I mean, we should be at least a little bit academic about our faith. I mean, I'm not saying that every time that you crack a Bible, you need to do like a complete exegetical deep dive project on it and like find every mention of of this spelling of this word throughout the text, you know, mm-hmm. but like, you know, Paul admonished the Bereans for not just taking things that they, they, that they have heard, but taking what they have heard and comparing it to scripture to see that it was so. Right. I mean, that's what we're called to do. You know, that that's what that's what we're encouraged to do. And then that in and of itself makes us a, a theologian. Um, and and even more so, the, the 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 post itself was specifically about those in leadership, about mm. those in worship leadership. And there is absolutely something there because if they see us on the platform, we are in a position, even if it's just a physical position, we are in a position of leadership. And, you know, we've talked about this before when we've talked about, um, you know, having individuals who are either very young in the faith or, or outside of the faith, even um, serving on, on our, on our music teams and, and whatnot. And how, how is that different if at all? from serving on, you know, other, other teams that interact with the congregation on a, on a given Sunday. And there, there is a, a value and a level of importance for having a solid grasp of the substance of the gospel when you are in leadership. And, and that's not, that's not just because it'll make you sing stronger and it'll make you get mm-hmm. more excited. Um, if it does, okay, fantastic. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm not going to knock you for jumping up and down. I, I've been known to to spin around and do a pick slide in my day. Um, you know, <laughs> in, in the name of Jesus, I'm okay with that. But um, lest you lead others astray by your actions and your words, inside or outside of worship, you know, it it's important to understand how those things work together. I mean, just in the life of a Christian in general, but it's, but those in a position of leadership. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, it, I'll tell you what it leads to as well is, uh, well, it, it really comes down to your understanding of what scripture is. If scripture is the inspired infallible word of God, uh, yes, written by men, but as they were carried along by the Holy spirit, then it is binding, not really, it's not just binding on the conscience of Christians, it's binding on the conscience of everyone, mm-hmm. ultimately, um, which, which is why we can adequately say, you shall not murder, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why we can say that you shouldn't murder, because God says it's wrong. Um, if, however, uh, Scripture is seen as simply the religious experiences of Middle Eastern men uh right then then it it you have a different religion i i really (laughs) i like the way you phrase that (laughs) that's great (laughs) which is true and and that's what is is at the heart of theological liberalism and everyone needs to read or listen to there's there's an audible version as well jay gresham uh machin's uh christianity and liberalism uh, Machen was one of the guys uh, who got kicked out of the PCUSA basically for adhering to orthodoxy. And he makes the case, rightly so, that Christianity and theological liberalism are two different religions. And this is my most professional transition I've ever made. And I wasn't planning this. And I just ruined it by telling everybody about yeah, it. Well. Uh, the tweet that Raphael Warnock put out over the weekend did you see that i i oh yeah mm. oh live reaction here we go don't look it up let me just read it all right let me just read it so raphael warnock senator uh from georgia i will say i I will say i saw the alert but i didn't read it okay so he's also a pastor at a theologically liberal church uh very much into black liberation theology and stuff like that so here we go he put this out on easter the meaning of easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I saw that. Yeah, I did see that garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So the meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ, whether you are Christian or not through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save ourselves. I mean, that is the hottest of garbage and that's what uh, a low view yeah, a quote from St. Bootstrap, the third chapter. You know? Yeah, so that's, that, that is what a low view of Scripture and the gospel leads to. That is literally work salvation. You want to talk legalism? You want to talk about acting like a Pharisee? Acting like a Pharisee is not having a theological standard that you hold everyone to. Acting like a Pharisee is believing that you justify yourself before God. 100%. I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it, it's that same, it's the plague of that self-help gospel. You know, everyone, 
moralistic therapeutic deism. Exactly. You know, it's people are looking for, I mean, really, I I, I think, I I think it, you know, it it goes a bit deeper and we don't need to go there, but I think there, you know, there, there is a a genuine desire for people to be helped, (laughs) help now, like JG Wentworth, you know, 877 help now or cash now, but whatever Um, people want, people want to feel better about things now they're they're very in the moment they're not long game right right um but where i think so many people miss the picture and, I, and i'm going to take a a, a uh, c.s lewis uh, illustration a little out of context here but i think it still works now in uh uh oh geez what's the what's the book about purgatory um oh my gosh i uh, yeah, it is it the great divorce? Yes, the great divorce. So in that, when he's up on the when he's up on the plane, looking down in into um, into limbo, essentially looking down to into purgatory, there is a line that says, "If you are, you know, if if you are saved, right? If, if you are, if you are one who is on the plane." Looking back, it'll be like you were on the plane all along. If you are, uh, if you were in the pit, if you were in the valley, it'll be like you were in the valley all along. You know, mm. and and I'm not saying that that this is that our current experience is equivalent in any sense uh, to the riches of a new heaven and a new earth in the full presence and mercy of God. What I am saying, though, is there is a tie there to sanctification. And that our hearts ache now for all the pains of this world. But when we are claimed by Christ, held captive to his word and enriched by his gospel, we can see our current experiences in the context of God's uh, sovereign, steadfast promises to us. And in the context of the new heaven and earth to come. And all of a sudden, when we realize that, we see our interactions here are being used by God to the glory of God and the benefit of his people. Our sufferings here are used likewise. And that is how the gospel translates to our daily lives. That's how it makes things better now is by changing our perspective and, and changing the way that we, changing our worldview to see that we are indeed fallen, but because of the love of Christ and the Spirit indwelling inside of us, that we can be that city on the hill, that light to the world, just as others are the same for us. And, but people don't want to hear that. People want to hear the Osteen garbage. They want to hear, you're not that bad. They want to hear, you need a Goliath. Every David has a Goliath. You know, they want to hear this stuff because it makes them feel good now about now without having to think about things to come without having to chew on the, on the, the grisly parts of, of life. And when you play into that, that's when theological liberalism takes hold. 
and, and sure. such just a slippery slope. And then once you get there, then the importance of accurate theology in, in word and song and in action is, is then diminished because you don't, you don't need it anymore because at the end of the day, this is, you know, this is just a, this is just a motivational speech mm. with, with, with cool music. Yeah. Let's tie this up, move on to the inquisition. Mm-hmm. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is pure, true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So, what, what, what are we dwelling on when, when, we, when we make some kind of joke at the expense of God's glory. Mm-hmm. Ah. Anyway, let's do the Inquisition. Let's do it. And this is the Inquisition every week via a post in the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. You get to ask us questions and we answer them on the fly with as much preparation as we put into the rest of the show in the first place <laughs> as, it's tra- <laughs> as it's tradition we start with brian morris he says we often talk about musical excellence in worship but we also talk about accessibility for congregational singing but those are two very different topics are they compatible mm. you know you know this might take a little bit of a turn that I wasn't expecting, um, but yes, they're compatible in the same way that genres like punk rock can be excellent and accessible. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the reasons that that uh, punk and pop punk, you know, kind of resurface every 10 years or so is, well, you only need to know how to play some power chords and you're pretty much okay. Uh, they're not complicated, but there are some really well-written punk songs, right? Oh yeah. And, and, you know, guys who have been playing guitar for a couple of years can, you know, start learning on, you know, stuff like Blink-182 or Newfound Glory or MXPX or, uh, early Reliant K because, you know, toward, you know, the back end of their catalog, it's, it's significantly less pop punk. Sure. Um, but they're still really well-written songs. They're not as complicated as, you know, something like animals as leaders or periphery (laughs) or August burns red, et cetera, you know, just keep going down the line. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but they're still good. And so you can be excellent without being over everyone's head. Now that doesn't mean that there's, no room for things like musical tension. I, I mentioned that uh, movement three of Isaiah 53. Mm-hmm. There's some weird stuff in that song. Uh, like sure. some serious musical tension. And that would throw people off who are only used to hearing GCD and maybe an E minor yeah. for extra, extra flavor. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there, there's a both and here. Um, people need to be called higher, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of been stewing on this. 
uh, <laughs> I recently played uh, Ghosts of Tsushima and okay. fan- fantastic game. You, know, you, you play the role of a samurai in feudal Japan and you are trying to repel the Mongol invasion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy's a samurai, but you also have points in the game where you craft haiku. Okay. So, so there's the, there's the balance in, in this warrior's life where he takes a minute and reflects on things artistically. You also see, uh, and obviously not one-to-one, but you see the same pattern in the Bible. Well, David has slain his tens of thousands and how many Psalms did that guy write? Sure. Right. Uh, So what we, what we often have in, in, modern society which creeps into the church is well i'm a car guy Mm -hmm. or uh i'm a military guy or no i'm an it guy i'm not really musical well you're commanded to sing (laughs) so right so yeah so you need to learn a little something about music you don't have to be an expert in it to have a functional knowledge of it you know like how many diy projects do we do we take part in where we're not experts in those things exactly DIY plumbing, DIY installation of appliances or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not experts in any of those things, but we know enough to you know situate the thing just right, get it level, all that kind of stuff. Why can't we do the same for music? Mm. And so we've really gotten point. to the point in, in the modern church where, where we often see uh, musicians and pastors in the same light. Well, well, they've trained for years and I could never get to that point. Mm. You don't have to be at that point. Just get to a point. Yeah. Other than sheer incompetence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. You know, I mean, there, there is something certainly to be said for, for having good musical acumen in, in leadership. And it, it's not to be, uh, not to make things into a performance or spectacle to leave people. Wow. That was just perfect. What it is, is to, I mean, special music aside, right? Well, I mean, you know, solo or, or whatever, you know, whatever, um, you know, a special offertory piece, you know, notwithstanding. Um, but our, our role is, is worship musicians is to provide an accompaniment for the voice of the people of God so that they accompaniment, can accompany a guitar player. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. <clears throat> um, but to, uh, to, to really allow the gathered people of God to sing in unison in a way that equips them to sing God's word back to him and to return praise and thanksgiving to God for the work that he's done in our lives. Um, you know, that that's our job. And, you know, you don't have to be a professional session musician to do that. You need to know your, I mean, practically you need to know your limits, right. And, and play within them and work on expanding those limits. Um, for instance, if you need to change a key of a song, change a key of a song um, so that you can lead it in a way that is conducive to encourage the congregation and others around you to sing likewise. Yep. Yep. 
Good stuff. Uh, let's see. Austin Dobbs, who is piggybacking off of one Brian Morris's uh, recent post, are gear picks from stage on Sunday morning, boasting in something other than the cross of Christ. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends. It depends on your heart. <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, we can. Uh, here's the thing: the the fact that it's done on Sunday morning, I I don't think has anything to do with it. Yep that that is our primary venue, right? And our our like that's the same as us posting a gear pick from Sunday morning would be you know Cody, you posting a pick from your hardcore band on a Friday night. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is when we set up our equipment and that, that is our, our quote show time. And, and don't take me to be saying anything other than like, that's when we play live for and with other people. That's, that's all I mean by that. Right. And, um, I, I think it can get too far, especially if, if you do it in a way that is, uh, bragging, you know, yeah. or, or looking for uh, validation, uh, but or or if you just walk up to someone who's like, "Hey, check out my check out my sweet pedal board rig and this guitar that you know I paid way too much for," um, but often, like if you just post that to your normal Facebook feed, like maybe that's that could be that could be uh, inappropriately. Uh, focusing on the wrong thing, but in the context of the podcast lounge or in the other, uh, you know, guitar uh, groups, I mean, you're posting them in a community of people who also appreciate the same things that you appreciate. And if it's just sharing your unique signal chain or how you set things up or, Hey, my guitar is really pretty. And I think you, and I think I would like to show you my really pretty guitar. I don't think there's a problem there because you're, you're presenting it along with, or, or in, in, in the, the context and community of like-minded people. But if, if you're just shoving it in people's faces and like, check out my $2,000 Telecaster, isn't it so cool? Check it out. I bought this. I had the money to buy this, um, you know either that or American musical supply had the money to buy it for you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like I have, I have no problem saying that. Yeah. My main guitar is an American ultra telecaster. Yeah. They're not, they're not cheap. Right. So it's a brilliant guitar, but I have no problem telling you that because I'm not like, yeah, check out this thing. It's just like this is my instrument. Like this, yeah. Works for me. Uh, this is one thing where the American Church has kind of had a knee-jerk reaction against the prosperity gospel, and obviously we we, we repudiate that. Uh, but at the same time, first or First Timothy six seventeen. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches. So obviously we get that. Right. But on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So if you have something, it's because God gave it to you in an ultimate sense. And so if you have that sweet Telecaster or that sweet Geneva Ampson version to which you can get at Westminster effects.com. So good. Uh, it's because it's a gift from God. And 
obviously don't put the gift above the giver, but celebrate the giver for it. Mm-hmm. You are you are commanded to thank God for that chick delay. There you go. Yeah, bar done. <laughs> I mean, you have to have one first. Uh, one more from Ferenc Zindley, who still needs to correct me on pronouncing his name. He asks, asking for a friend, is it a sin to listen to the podcast while riding an electric scooter? I mean, <laughs> is is there is there a law? I mean, knowing that that you are not in 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 screaming bald eagle and Ford pickup territory, um, is I mean, is there a, a a law in your present municipality preventing you from listening to uh, uh, the sultry voices of uh, amateur entertainers uh, whilst <laughs> engaged in? Electromotive transport. If so, then yes, it's a sin because you are uh, uh, you are absconding from the authority of of those uh, uh, put in place by God to protect you. Uh, but in general, no. Please listen, electric scooter or otherwise. <laughs> you know, I just got some uh, some of those uh, bone conducting headphones. Oh yeah, where where it rests in front of your ears, so you you still hear everything going around and i've tried them out on my bike and they're actually really cool hmm. so maybe try it that way it's like 40 bucks on amazon yeah you know all these uh all these new things that wrap around your head you know everyone knows star trek fan there's an episode of next generation where oddly enough everybody except wesley crusher um falls prey to this this game that pick up on on risa and it kind of goes around the back of their head and rests on their temples and shoots little lasers into their eye and they and it 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 gets a bit weirder uh than that if you know what i'm talking about but i always think of that whenever i think of something that like mounts on your head and does something either that or like the cybermen from doctor who um especially in like the stephen moffat era you know they'd They'd have like all the all the stuff that would I'll turn you into a cyberman once you put it in your ears or, or something like that. Um, hmm. Yeah, always think of that. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, that's it for us this week. Other than I haven't announced a book winner this month, so Ooh. so uh, you, and I haven't decided on a book. So just on a whim, I'm going to say, hey, let's do Desiring God. Kyle Jackson, hit me up. You're the one who wins the book this this month. Oh, fantastic! You know, so. I'll do you one better. Than, uh, than, than the old book giveaway. Um, you know, I, I know that a lot of our listeners have, have other platforms, um, but I'm not aware of, of all of them. Uh, Kyle Jackson has a YouTube channel, Bibster's Garage, where he works, yeah. on, where he works on tractors. And it's, uh, it's, it's good, clean fun. Go check it out. Except for what gets under your finger. Bipster's repair. Sh- it's Bipster's repair shop. I'm sorry, I, I got that wrong. Bipster's repair shop. Yeah. What what gets under your fingernails when you work on cars? Not clean, though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No doubt. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs>